Hello, everybody, and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on Rashpixel.fm. I'm Pete Wright, and right there, fresh from St. Louis, right. is Nikki Kinzer. Hello. Hi, Nikki. Hello. Everybody. Tell, tell, give me the give me the brief. I know you learned a lot, I, but you're back from the conference. Tell people, tell the good people what you were doing, and and give us a, a I don't know your top two highlights of the event. Oh, Will geez. you do that? I, the, my notes are still in my bag, <laughs> so mm. but just on top of my head, I will give you that. But I will do a show, um, and and I think next week where I, I will actually recap, every, you know, the highlights. Yeah. Uh, one of the themes that I noticed. Um, for this conference that was different uh, or not different, but just more of a highlight was acceptance, which I thought was really awesome since we are um, coming off of a show with James Ochoa about acceptance. And so there was a lot of, you know, this isn't about fixing you. This is about uh, accepting who you are. And this is just how you think. And there's not anything wrong with that just because it may be different from the person sitting next to you. And so there was a lot about that, which I thought was really great. Um, I met some great people, uh, some experts that I'm hoping to get onto our show. And uh, yeah, it was a lot of information in a three day period of time. So I'm still kind of processing it all and reeling it in. Um, but it was great. It was, it's, it's all ADHD 24 (laughs) seven. Oh, one, the one thing I would say too, if you, um, I, I watched the last keynote, which was, uh, Jessica McCabe from how to ADD from YouTube. Sure. Oh, she, yeah, we love her. Oh yeah. She had such a great keynote and a great story. Um, so if you haven't checked out her Ted talk, I highly suggest doing it because she, she got the room standing um, clapping, crying, laughing. <laughs> I mean, mm. it was really, really awesome. So shout out to her. Oh, that's wonderful. And shout out to Catherine. Do not have a last name, but Catherine, dear, dear Catherine, every time she saw me, she always waved and said hi. And then she gave us this little card that said, you know, to Nikki and Pete, great podcast and and gave me a little gift in there. And um, she was awesome. And I just really appreciate her. And uh, so shout out to Catherine. That's fantastic. Yes. And I met one of my Thank old you, clients Catherine. that was there. And yeah, so it was really awesome there you go (laughs) yeah so next year we need to do next year we need to go we both need to go and we need to do like meetups and stuff and we need to do a presentation we need to propose oh we should do that too a presentation we're not guaranteed in but we should propose something yeah yeah, yeah. we can propose something yeah we could do that we can totally I've been thinking about it already I have little notes you know what we're gonna do I have all kinds of ideas we could rock that place, Pete, right? Get the, get the old man on stage is <laughs> what we're talking about. Mm, yeah. yeah, that's right. Well, uh, all right. So this is fantastic. Thank you for the update. We are talking today. This this actually came out of our live stream last week. We had some conversations about the brain dump. Do you remember that? I do. Was it too long ago? It was a long time ago, but I do remember it. <laughs> you did. You're doing okay. All right. So we were talking about the brain dump and what the brain dump is. And the big question that kept coming up out of that conversation was, what do you do after the brain dump? 
What do you do after the brain dump is so great? But what do you do? What do you do next? So we're going to talk about that uh, momentarily. Before we get started, you can head over to TakeControlADHD.com to get to know us a little bit better. You can listen to the show right there on the website or subscribe to our mailing list where uh, we'll send you an email. We'll send you an email and let you know every time a new episode is released. You can connect with us on Twitter or Facebook at Take Control ADHD. Uh, you know, and I never say that. I'm going to do a little self-promotion. You can find me at Pete Wright. You haven't yes. yet met Pete Wright. And, and I'll talk to you about ADHD, too. Of course. I, we'll, we'll all talk to you about ADHD. Me and Take Control ADHD. And, uh, you know, I have to another shout out. I talked a little bit about the book club last week that we were having our first meeting. And we had our first meeting. We have a book club. And it's real now. It had a meeting. And that was absolutely awesome uh, to connect with others about uh, the uh, this this book that we're reading. And it's a fantastic book. And it's uh, the, it's the uh, now I can't remember what it was. It's the Nancy Rady yes. book that you uh, um, that you have on your shelf. I do. I remember her name. The Organized uh, anyway. Mind. I think that's what you guys yes. are reading. Right? The, dis yeah. the Disorganized Mind. Right. <laughs> yes. I just saw yeah. Organized Mind. I didn't see the dis. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> Anyway, uh, we had our conversation about the first two chapters. Next two chapters are coming up on Friday. So if you want to jump into the book club, uh, support us over at patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast. Our deepest, deepest thanks to everybody who has already uh, decided that we uh, offer enough value to the ADHD community to be worth a couple of bucks a month and uh, to get access to these perks into this community. We uh, it's incredibly moving to log into Patreon on our end and see the names of people, the humans who are connecting with us. I can't, I mean, I, there just aren't words. It's awesome. Uh, so thank It's community. You. Thank it's you connection. So That's yeah, the other thing that I learned a lot about. And we're building well, that, which is really awesome. Well, the good feels are enormously motivating, right? Yes. I mean, you log in and you see that and it makes me, man, it makes me want to research. It makes me want to, it makes me want to present. Uh, it makes me want to do more. And, and I, so I just thank you. That's, that's how this ecosystem thing works. So patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast. Uh, if it gives you any trouble, reach out. Happy to help directly. I will help you personally <laughs> help you get this figured out. So, okay. Let's talk about the brain dump, Nikki Kinzer. Yes. Can we can we review first? What is the brain dump? I would say that when I talk about it, it's really just getting your thoughts out of your mind so that you don't have to worry about what you're not thinking about or that you're worried about forgetting. So right. it's just really about getting it out on paper um, without really a whole lot of organization. I think you kind of do that later. Uh, I think the biggest mistake is that people will do the brain dump and then they don't do anything after it. And that's where it gets really overwhelming. Well, it's, that's uh, that is the challenge, that is the right? Challenge. That's that's the problem. Yes. Because the brain dump, we tend to look at the brain dump as this one big discharge, right? This thing that we're this event, we're going to do the event and we're going to start. And so we get everything out of our head and it goes on paper and and these are all the things that are stuck in our mind that are keeping us from moving forward and uh, you know, we know as human organisms, that there is a limit to the number of things that we can keep in our working memory, right? right? I mean, generally accepted, it's about seven, right, individual tasks before things start falling off with ADHD. It's down to maybe a half. Yeah, <laughs> you know, half a I, a seven you even know, seems really high, high for a neurotypical. Right? It, it does. That does to me, too. And so, you know, it's it is challenging to keep all this stuff in our head. So we do this brain dump as this catharsis, this thing that's going to help us move forward, clear the decks, unclog the pipes, and be able to focus again. And and so now we get it all out on paper, and now we can just start doing the work, right? Well, 
you know, probably not. Right. Uh, and, and so that's why we're talking about this today. So I am a, I'm a big believer in the brain dump. But I, I think that there are two there are two potential reactions to the brain, brain dump or to the post brain dump experience. Uh, and now I'm saying brain dump. So I'm starting to sound really gross, but I'm going to lean in on it and we're just, <laughs> just go keep, with it. Yes. Keep doing the brain dump. <laughs> uh, the, the, the potential reactions to the post brain dump experience are, are can be really disastrous from a you know productivity perspective. And number one, that we think that when the brain dump is done, that we're done. Right. We're right. finished. And now we have this list in front of us and we're proud of this wonderful work that we've done. And now it's time for a break and we're going to go take a break and then we never come back to it. And before long, we have lost the list and it's in a pile and we have to do a new brain dump and start a new list. Right. Have you run into that? Well, Yes. And I think it's interesting because when you first started talking um, and you were, you were saying, you know, it's kind of this one event. And I think that that's where all this connects is that it feels yeah. like it's one event. And then if you don't do anything with the first brain dump, now you have to start with a new one. And, and that really, I think we can probably figure out a different way of thinking about that so that it doesn't feel that way. Um, yes, because it's really a work in progress is how I see it. Well, hang on, because then we get to the second condition. Okay. Uh, which is the the thing that ha- that happens to others, and especially with ADHD, mm-hmm. I think. So tell me if you've run into this one, that we get all of our stuff out of our head. And now we have this working memory vacancy. There's a hole in our head, right? It's, <laughs> really? We have Do you a have, new d- hole does that in our really head. happen now? <laughs> yes. There's another hole, hole in your head. Hole and if you in can your just head. Lean in. Lean in. Lean into that and, hole. <laughs> and, but what comes with that hole is panic. Yes, yes, right? absolutely. Because we don't have any reason to trust this paper that's in front of us. And so now it's we true. have this long list of things. And tell me, you people watching with ADHD, you tell me you haven't done this, right? If you're listening to this, you look at that paper and you think, oh, my God, there's no way I'm going to lose this paper. I'm going to forget where it is, going to end up in a pile. I better start trying to memorize it right now. Right. So I have just cleaned all the garbage out of my head and put it on paper. And then I went into this panic state and now I'm trying to put it all back in. Right. That's that's a terrible, terrible thing to get into. And it's it is the thing that is it's it's going to continue to damage your ability to really make use of what the brain dump is supposed to be. Have you run into that? Well, yes, I've ran into that. But I've also just to add to that, I think people um it it is so noisy that's the only way that i explain that i can explain it is that you're looking at this list of stuff and it's so noisy that it just all blurs together that it means absolutely nothing anymore yeah. and uh, the panic also comes from uh, you know these um that this narrative of i can't pri- i can't prioritize i can't i can't figure out how to yep. even start with this and so then avoidance or you can flip to the other side and look at it and think, I've got to get all of this done today. Oh, uh, you're right. You're right. That's the third. That's the third. Yeah. Which And that becomes, it takes you outside of like task overwhelm and into time overwhelm. Right. And that's a that's another really dangerous place to be. Because at the end of the day, it's shame overwhelm because yep. you didn't get the 10 things done. Which really, realistically, no one would have gotten no them done. That done. Right. But you're beating yourself up. Right. So my sense is and my experience is that there is a thing that can work to uh, address bo- all of these conditions. Uh, and that is we have to practice mm-hmm. 
with a system that will become one day a trusted system. Mm-hmm. All right. So what is a trusted system? Nikki Kinzer, when I say trusted system, what does that mean to you? Well, it goes back to, for me, it goes back to uh, GTD, right? Because mm-hmm. David Allen talks about this trusted system. And this is probably the first time when I started re- researching his system, that was the tr- first time I really heard that concept of trusting it. Like you have to trust it so that you can know basically to get what you need and be able to know that you can get things done and all of that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it goes back to organizing systems, right? right? I mean, how do you go? What are the steps of organizing? Can you just a quick review? What are the organizing steps? Well, yes. The first one is planning. You know, what what are you going to organize? What's most important? Second one is going to be sorting and and, uh, letting go and categorizing. So everything that you're keeping, you have to put in some kind of category. Third step is going to be then organizing that. How, where is mm-hmm. it going to go? Where is it going to live? Because everything needs a place that, that you can find um, and put back when you're done with it. And then the fourth one is maintenance, which is really where the, the trusted system comes. Because if you trust your system, maintaining it then becomes very easy. Because yes. you know exactly where things are. And even if you get clutter, even if, if paper starts to build up or, you know, things start getting up on your or start piling on your dining room table, it's much easier to put away because you've already gone through the the, the sorting and the organizing piece. I love that we have our DNA in organizing. Yes. Sometimes that comes in really handy. It really handy, does come right? in handy. It really does. Yeah. Because that's exactly what we're talking about today, right? The planning part, the very first step is that's kind of the brain dump, right? Exactly. We're deciding what we need to organize in terms of the work that we have oh, to do. Oh, I love this and, connection, and so, Pete, right? Good job. You did it. You connected yeah, all yeah, of this. I just did that. Yeah, I just did that. That was a real thing. Okay. All right. Keep look, going. Let's go back to the brain dump. Keep here. going. When do you brain dump? Okay. So I'm I'm gonna answer that first cheekily, and that is always. You should always be brain dumping. Now, that's I don't don't mean you should always be brain dumping, but really you should always be brain dumping. <laughs> what kind you of dumping consider, are you doing? <laughs> right. <laughs> you should consider brain dumping as the like a number one process for your planning, because that will allow you to free yourself from overwhelm of having too much stuff in your head all the time. And you'll be able to do it with more frequency. So uh, let me just tell you when some when you might consider brain dumping. Number one. Uh, so one daily brain dump, you might do it first thing in the morning. Uh, you might do it right when you wake up, right? The very first thing you do is you put a, a pen and paper in hand and you start writing the things that you wake up with on your mind. That's a great way to get the first couple of things out of your head. But you're thinking, my goodness, how do I do this when I'm, uh, you know, when I just wake up, I, I turn my alarm off and I go back to bed because I'm avoiding the day. I'm in avoidance mode. Well, what if you put your a little notepad in front of your alarm? So you actually have to reach through the notepad to actually hit your alarm. The first thing you have to do is touch it to do it. I'm, you know, I'm a big field notes guy and I would like to tell you to demonstrate my commitment to field notes. I have uh, one right here. This is the Dime Store Edition field note. I love this one. It's a little bit larger. Uh, I, I also have a pack of the Coastal Edition, right? I love the Coastal Edition. Oh, wait, here are the three missions edition. They did a whole special edition on the space program. <laughs> These are delightful. Wait, do you want more field notes? How about here's the reporter's notebook edition of the, oh, you know, what the hey. Let me just <laughs> show you on the live stream my field notes. I have a bin. I'm showing you a bin of, you know, a hundred field notes uh, packets here. I love field notes. They're always around and with me. And that is is what I use for my uh, paper and pen 
uh, brain dump. And it's just a notebook, what? right? I mean, that's yeah, all it is. It's just a notebook. It's just paper. But it's so cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's paper. Yeah, but it's really fun. So are all those things in that bin, are those used ones or are those ones that you're going to be using? Oh, oh, oh no. Those are those are pristine. Those are brand new. That's your, brands. like, those, those are your backups. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Your inventory. No. No. Okay. So, you know, sometimes people questioned, you know, my commitment to uh, my ADHD tools and what I've had to do. This I don't question this field notes anymore at my, all. <laughs> this is an accommodation that deeply works for me. You'll right? have to take and a picture had to of that go, and put it in oh, the yeah. show notes so the people that are listening can see that you have. And it's so oh. nicely organized, too. Well, you know, well, it is though. You can, I mean, you you can know. say it. I've got some. I got some rubber bands in yeah. here. Yeah, no, it's good. I, I, this is this is something that I had to go in hard on, um, because as soon as I discovered that this was something that would work for me, and I didn't have one handy, I went into that sort of panic mode and, and bought uh, all things of those. Fell apart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so then I subscribe. It's a subscription. Oh, I, I subscribe and they send me them when I need them. They just come that like magic. Do and now I don't have to wonder after you filled them out. Do you keep them or do you toss them at that point? Because I know you Some have a them... system of where you put the information. <laughs> I do, but I can't turn my camera that way. <laughs> show you. Uh, sometimes they they're they're special edition, like some of them, like here's I'm a big XOXO fan. This is the special edition XOXO uh, memo book. It was done by a local artist and they're beautiful. And so I use them and then I save them when I'm done because they're works of art, right? right. They're little works of craft and art. And I, I love them. Some of them are generic and, and the generic ones, um, uh, they're just brown. I mean, they're just literally brown notebooks. And so I these I, I toss when I'm done with them. Yeah. Uh, I used to go through the, the effort of actually taking a picture of every page, a scan of every page when I was finished with it and digitizing the notebook and then recycling the notebook and keeping a scan of everything. I don't do that anymore because who cares, right? You're never going about back the to data it, in there. The data is transient. And that's kind of what I'm trying to get to about the brain dump. Enough about my field notes. Okay. Uh, let's talk more about uh, just having the tool to get you uh, taking, doing a brain dump more frequency. So now you have this thing in your hand. For me, it's a field note, whatever it is. You have this thing in your hand. Uh, you have to touch it. You might do it in the morning. You might do it at noon, right? What happened in the morning that was distracting you? Write it down. What's a thing that's in your way from, from moving on to your afternoon? Write it down. Get it out of your head. How about the end of your workday? For me, I have an alarm set and an appointment with myself at 4 p.m. every day. And that is blocked on my calendar. People can't schedule appointments with me at 4. People can't, you know, book me in my Calendly to, to record a podcast. You, you can't do that because 4 p.m. is my best time for doing my daily review. At that point, I go through the notebook and I actually do the next step with all of my stuff, which is the most important step. We're going to get to that in a minute. Uh, so 4 p.m., that's for me. Other people do it before bed, right? You do it at the very end of the day, like you're about to pick up your casual reading for the day to silent your mind. You get in bed, you make a couple of notes about the things that you need to get out of your head before you go to sleep. You'll have better sleep if you do that. That is that is one thing. Oh, for sure. I and agree. it's so nice to wake up in the morning and you do your tasks and at night you do your brain dump. And it's like the circle of tasks, right? I mean, it's a very <laughs> Disney kind of a, a circle thing. So uh, I also do a brain dump weekly, right? I do another bigger brain dump when I look at all of my 
projects that are sitting in my work system. And I think, okay, what is in the way of me taking on some of these projects that have been sitting in here for a long time? And I do that every week at four o'clock on Sundays. That's another important time for me. So no, you don't have to do all of these brain dumps, but you do need to work into your system some frequency of brain dumpage. You've got to get it out and not make it a, a, a once in a while thing. You have to make it a part of the system. And that's what I'm calling for here. You're going to save yourself an enormous amount of frustration and friction by making the brain dump not a once in a while. I'm going to start a new habit thing, uh, but an everyday thing. Mm-hmm. This is who I am. I'm somebody who who purges things from my head every single day. I like it. Okay, great. So all of that is set up to be able to uh, approach this question so what? What do I do now? Right? What do we do after that? So I wonder I, if you could talk a little bit about that. What do you do? How do you handle your brain dumps and the transition into whatever your system is? That's a good question. So <laughs> I, well, we know, I mean, for people that have listened, you know, I use the task manager system things you use Todoist. Mm-hmm. And it does mm-hmm. not matter. I have to like say this. It does not matter what your task manager system is because um, that is not what's that's not what's getting you to do the work, right? So you still have to do the work. You still have to like do the task. So I don't want people to get yeah. so wrapped up into, oh, do I do things? Do I do Trello? Do I do Todoist? It's, it, that's, it's not so right. much about the tool, right? Just like your well, field and I notes. Would say the Totally. And I would say the very first thing I'm going to talk about is paper. Right, right. 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 Because it's about process, not system. Well, so and that's, you're absolutely that's right. That's exactly what I would say is that um, I have a I have a nice system in my things where it has all my projects and it has all the things I have to do daily, weekly and monthly. And, mm-hmm. you know, everything's kind of separated. But what I'll do is I just Honestly, I don't have it in front of me, but I have this, I have sort of a similar thing that's field notes, but it's just a three ring little binder that I got at Albertsons, you know, and uh, I just write the things that, okay, what, what do I need to remember? What do I have to do this week? What's important? And then I look at my calendar and I kind of, that's my trigger to remind me if anything's coming up that I need to like write down. And then that's where it, after that, it then goes into my things and I then put it where it belongs. So whether it's a today, next week, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's it. That is exactly what I, what I was hoping you would say, because we're really talking about, you know, using again, reducing friction, using the most simple process to sort, filter and prioritize the work that you have to do. And get it into a place where that work, where you're going to see it, where it's going to get done. And for me, as you say, you're you're on things right now. I'm on Todoist. Who knows where I'll be next? Exactly. Week? Who knows? You were talking who about. Knows? I could be Ami focused yeah. the other day. Right. So who knows? You may be changing I'm flibber, your mind. I'm a flibber to gibbet. That's right. <laughs> I might I might jump around. I jump around all the time on these things. What I what I can tell you though is the system doesn't change, and that's the most important part. The process that I go through to actually take the work of my brain dumpage and put that into an organized place where I, I will see the work that I need to do when I need to see it doesn't change. It Just the aesthetics of the tool changes so, the way it looks and feels to what me. What I want to clarify is I think that when you don't have a task manager system, 
your brain dump then is going to be probably quite large because you're setting it up. That's different than what we're talking about because we don't have three pages of every single thing that we need to do because we've already we've already set up that task manager. So just want to clarify. So let's start. Let's yeah, no, let's let's uh, that that is actually what I wanted to talk about. So now you have this list of all these things to do. The most simple way to approach this list of work now that it's all out of your head is to simply do the work, mm-hmm. right? Start at the top and do the work. That is the most rudimentary way you can actually do it. And at the end of the day, when it's time for another brain dump, you start at the bottom and just keep writing things. And and I know a lot of people who live their entire professional lives working this way. Mm-hmm. They do the work that's at the top. They add new work at the bottom. It is the most simple, straightforward way to do it. Now, I know that, and and I am one of these, that life is sometimes more complex than that, mm. right? We have different realities that we that we have to live inside our family and its work, and there are different demands from other people, uh, projects, associations, things that I just, there are a lot of different demands, and those different contexts require us to to organize the work in our heads in a way that's more approachable. And just one long linear list doesn't work. But you could maintain a kind of list that way uh, if you develop yourself a system that works for you, a simple system uh, that works for you to allow you to see what is most important without having to get into all of the data entry that goes with moving into things and setting dates and doing all of this stuff, right? When I first started doing this work, uh, it, it was exactly that, right? I started with a list of here's the date, here are the things I need to do today, and the most important thing of the day got a star by it. For me, star was today. Right. Anything else that was urgent for the day that would be ideal to get done got a dot, a nice thick dot next to it. Anything that I wasn't going to get done that day, uh, it it just had a uh, it just had the list and then a date when I would like to get it done next to it. So that was it: a star, a dot, and a date. And at the end of the day, I would write that list again. Now I know what you're saying, Pete. You just reinvented the bullet journal. Well, kind of. I was also actually I did that did come into my mind. I will. Mm-hmm say yes but then it also what what then jumped from the bullet journal was uh just another way that's not linear and that would be a mind map oh that's interesting so here's you know here's the day and here are the things Mm -hmm. that i have to do and now we're like you know having branches and legs and so it's not so linear looking yeah, yeah. And for some people, I, I can't, I personally, I don't work that way because I get confused with my, my mind maps are fantastic for some things for me. Right. But man, I know how to mess up a mind yeah. map, something easy. Well, it's like, like the bullet I, you, journal. You have a good mind map, I will destroy it for you. And that's like the bullet the journal. For some things, it works really well. And for other things, yeah. it doesn't. So yes, yeah. keep going because... Well, what what I'm most interested in here, and I know that this is for some people, this is a disaster, right? Just imagining rewriting things every day. But this is, as I said last week, this is a thing that uh, writer Carol said that I really like that the act of the friction that you are introducing intentionally here of writing your tasks again the next day introduces friction that reminds you the, the relative importance of that thing that day. Right. right. So the act of writing it again, it's so much more difficult, right? Even just those few pen strokes, it's more difficult than just clicking do this tomorrow in your task list that it makes you stop and think and reflect. Is this still important to me? Is it important to others that are counting on me to do it? If it's not, then I can 
move on, right? I don't need to write it again. It can just fall off the list. It's possible for things to just fall off the list. Now, so I have a question because I have a particular client that I'm thinking of. Um, One of the things that he's really concerned about is forgetting stuff so Mm -hmm. he'll have he'll have things um he'll have his tasks and his task manager and then what he does is he ends up putting them like they all have dates so that they all pop up at some point but then the problem is is if, if you're not um consistent with either moving the date or doing the task you can at some point three or four days later open up your task manager and have like 90 tasks which then become becomes really overwhelming. So what would you say to that? Do you understand what I'm asking? Well, I, I do. And and that that is, I mean, you're just defining why, uh, the you know, we use the word practice moving toward a trusted system. You must practice a daily and weekly review. It is the central thing that comes out of getting things done. To stop that is that critical. backlog. Yes, it's critical to you being able to reflect on the overall scope of work that you have for yourself, right? You have to scan all of your tasks, not when they're due, not when you've set these arbitrary dates just so that you'll keep seeing them again. You have to go through the scope of work and be and take the minute to reflect it. Now, when we're talking about bullet journal, that reflection happens every day mm-hmm. when you're writing your the list of the work you're going to get done every day because you're cop- literally copying. This is the thing that you are going to do tomorrow, you're going to manually write it over there. And it does two things, right? First, it, as we just said, it lets you reflect on whether or not it, it merits a place on tomorrow's list. And two, it, it actually reinforces the importance of that thing to you. So it doesn't just pop up when you need it. It, it, it pops up because you're thinking about it as you're writing it. You're like, yeah, you know, I'm going to take a few cycles and I'm going to process what do I need to do to do this tomorrow, right? It, it allows it, you to reflect. Yeah, It allows you to reflect and it just keeps going back to what, what you know, I'm listening to you and I just keep thinking it's so intentional. And that's what yes. we have to remember is that it's very, it has to be very intentional. And I was working with a group member a couple of weeks ago and, and he was saying, he's like, you know, in order for me to get these, these certain tasks done, I, I have to be really intentional about when I'm going to do them. And I, I said, and that's what you have to remember. That's what you have to highlight is that if you want to get this stuff done, you have to put the strategy in place, which is making sure that you would intentionally have planned for them. If you don't, then you're not going to get the task done. So yeah. it's, I think it's really being aware of what works for you and, um, following through with that. And when you don't do that, then understanding why it didn't get done is you didn't you didn't put that um, accommodation in that you needed to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the acronym DDST for me is another one that has stuck to me forever and ever. DDST, Nikki, do you, do you remember what this is? No. From your getting things done day from your GTD, it's GTD DDST. Oh, I don't I don't remember. Do do delegate schedule trash. Oh, that do, makes sense. Delegate, yeah, it's coming schedule, to me. Trash. I said, uh, I, I recommend I don't do this anymore, but I was once given as advice to me by an old boss who said, you know what, when, you, when you're planning your morning, don't set an alarm of when you're going to start planning your morning. Come in, get your coffee, sit down and set a stopwatch and watch that stopwatch in front of you. And you watch it for 10 minutes and uh, let the time, the sweeping hand of the time go by. 
And during that time, make it kind of a challenge, a race for yourself to go through the do delegate schedule or ta- trash process. David Allen does it. He talks about the in his workflow. Do it if you can do it in under two minutes and get that task right. done and checked do, off your list. Absolutely do it. If you cannot do it in two minutes, either schedule it for when it can be done or delegate it to somebody else who is better equipped to do it right now. If neither of those two conditions work, if you can't find anybody else to do it and you simply can't find the time to do it, then trash it and move on. And that is one of the hardest things that we can do do because we as ADHD, we collect things. Right. And collecting work is something that uh, uh, that that it's what we're doing here. And it's poison. If you can't stop and trash stuff that is no longer important to you or others that it may be more important to move on. You are killing yourself. You're just killing yourself with it. And it's not worth it. It's not worth it. DDST do delegate, schedule, or trash. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's how you end up processing your brain dumps quickly. That's what I do. I don't do it with a stopwatch, but that's what I do at four o'clock. I go through everything in my inbox, my in my field notes, and I want to throw field notes like I'm bathing in them, but that would ruin my system. Uh, (laughs) Anyhow, I I, but, you know, I want to go into that process as intentionally as possible and as quickly as possible, because if it takes me too long, I'll get distracted and I won't get it done. It has to be a race or I won't get it done. Right. And uh, and then I've equipped myself to get through that list quickly. Uh, now, for me, that DDST process, I'm moving it into Todoist and I'm putting intentional projects and, and you know, uh, uh, time schedules like here's when this work is going to pop up. Uh, I'm building my, you know, in Todoist, I'm building my agenda page for the coming day. Uh, that's all stuff that happens at that four o'clock review. But when you ask the question, what happens after the brain dump? It's this. This is what happens. You brain dump as frequently as you can, and then you have to come up with and practice every day the act of doing the work that can happen in under two minutes. I really like that a lot. That two-minute rule is is huge. Delegate it to someone else who's more equipped to do it or it's more important to. Schedule it for another time that you're better equipped to do it or trash it. So uh, I, I think that's really important. Uh, you know, we can go into uh, there. There's more to like writing a great task that I think we could jump into. But uh, I'd like to uh, I'd like to table this for now. Yeah, for another you conversation. Have, unless you feel like there's anything that I've I've missed. No, I think uh, I here. mean, I think that we've covered a lot today and we're not ones to have two hour podcasts. So <laughs> no, right. I want to, I want to, we can break this up and later. do and yeah. talk about the other part later. Right. I, I think so too. But, uh, but, but I definitely think that there is, there's certainly more to talk about. And I, I don't think we're good at moving from brain dumps to whatever comes next. And, and I think brain dump is, is step one of a process that is much Uh, that is actually more important in actually defining what productivity means to you. So um, uh, this is uh, this was really fun to think about and make lots of notes about and remind me of some of the things that are most important to me personally. And uh, And you connected it to organization, which it is. I mean, that's a pretty obvious connection, but I love how you put it into like the steps that we already teach. That's really cool. That's (laughs) good job. It's fun to do. Thank you very much. Uh, And so that, as they say, is that. Thank you, everybody, for downloading and listening to this show. We deeply appreciate your time and your attention. And we also appreciate it if you head over to patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast. Check us out over there. If you if you see it worthy, 
uh, we appreciate your support with with actual, you know, dollars. That's great. Thank you. Thanks for helping us grow. On behalf of Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright. We'll catch you next time right here on Taking Control, the ADHD podcast. <laughs>